And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Life is an American nerd. I am your host, David K. Montoya. All right, gang, welcome to this Saturday edition of the show. Um, let's just go ahead and jump right in and tackle the elephant that's in the room and talk about why this show is late and why it's coming out on Saturday and not Wednesday like it normally does. Um, basically, what has been going on for the last Three weeks, I believe. About three weeks. Um, I've been having, like, not... How do I say this? I've been having serious issues with my blood pressure. Now, back in 2014, before uh, Lacey had passed away, I, I found out that I had hypertension. But, you know, back then I was like 360 pounds... I smoked a pack of cigarettes a day. Uh, you know, I, I drank like, and this is not an exaggeration, I drank like six monster drinks every single day. So me having hypertension, high blood pressure was not a surprise. Then uh, after she passed away, I, I got into fitness, you know, for that uh, long period of time. And I, I dropped the weight, you know, went to the gym, did cardio, and despite the fact that I was healthy and, you know, I'd run anywhere from three to six miles a day, I still had blood pressure problems. But it always stayed around, say, like the 150s, over 90s, if it were to really peak. It never got past that. Um, this episode was getting into, like, the 200s over 100s kind of range even one point, it was like 185 over 135, and that was that was really not fun at all. So I thought that because I had switched to a allergy medicine, and I was thinking, well, maybe the allergy medicine was what was causing the heart rate to, to speed up, you know, because we all know that, uh, you know, Allergy medicine does that, and so I stopped. I completely stopped, and I switched to Zyrtec, which is a known medication that does not speed up your heart. And I thought, okay, we're fine. We're good, right? And I woke up Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon, somewhere in there. Um, I've been really – I've been having real hard time sleeping at night. Uh, that's a whole nother story that I'm not even ready to tackle. But, uh, so I woke up late and I was just instant headache, instant headache. And then, um, I got up to get my phone because, you know, that's pretty much what anybody does in the civilized world nowadays. You get up, you grab your phone and you grab a caffeinated drink, whether it be coffee or for me, it's, it's something called GAT, um, or, you know, whether it be anything, anything caffeinated. I know people that wake up and get a soda in the morning. You know, it's just, it's the caffeine. So uh, I got up, grabbed my phone, walked over to the computer, sat down on my, my chair, and I was just like, my head was like, boom, 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 and I was just like nauseated. And I, did, I knew something was wrong something beyond just not feeling good. So I made the conscious decision to go to the hospital. And after getting to the hospital, because of the whole COVID scare, you know, because um, I, 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 well, I'm not even going to tackle that. You can go and you can look up Apple Valley News and, and type in COVID-19 and you can, you know, find out what the you know the rumor mill is shoveling out right now and so we have to wait outside 
to even be signed in and I was sweating profusely I was nauseated and then I finally I, I sat down and when I sat down I tried to like you know put my head between my knees and breathe you know that's what they tell you especially if you feel kind of faint and unfortunately chest pain started happening so we went through the whole gambit of trying to figure out what exactly this is what's going on um so that's why i missed the show now i'm hoping that because like right now i feel physically i feel good i've been active today um uh, you know got a lot of domestic stuff because i am you know i'm a, I'm a widowed father of three so you know you wash the clothes clean the you know that the, well yeah you know what i'm trying to say you know get all do be the domestic and i didn't have no fatigue i didn't have no chest pain no high blood pressure no headaches so hopefully whatever it was has passed and we're in the clear now and you know i'll, I'll come back on tuesday do my usual recording right before it's midnight and, and ship it out to you like i always do because i know that you are all out there and I am aware that I, I have no idea who listens. But I want you to know, sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Because I am just this guy sitting in a room with a mic in front of me talking about comic book stuff. and Well, not even just comic book stuff, but nerd stuff. And for the fact that you take 45 minutes to an hour out of your life and dedicate it to me to listen to me talk every single week that means the world to me so whoever you are who's listening to this now know that I sincerely appreciate you and thank you for listening to the show okay now for those that are listening for the very first time welcome to a very heavy opening of my public life as an American nerd. Uh, I originally started the, the podcast back in 2016. I only got like two episodes into the first season. Um, the original idea, which I was, I was telling somebody at the hospital, you know, um, because, oh, that was a, a total another really cool thing. But um, I'll, I'll try to remember to come back to that. But anyway, I was explaining what the show was, and the original concept behind My Public Life as an American Nerd was to break the tropes, the stereotypical um, ideology behind a nerd. That was the, the idea. Um, for example, you know, people think nerds of, you know, these skinny, um, un sociable people you know that like comic books now within the nerd trope i fit i wear glasses yes i openly admit i wear glasses and yes i openly admit that i i am pretty good in math and science and uh let's see what else oh i read comic books so there you go but but other than that, it was the idea like, you know, I I was very athletic. Well, I, you know, I'm, I still consider myself athletic because once this whole COVID thing is finally over and we can get back into the gyms, my butt's going back to the gym first thing in the morning. It's just like dropping the kids off school and I'm hitting the gym. And then, um, you know, and I, I, I've trained in jujitsu. And I like like MMA, obviously. If I like jujitsu, which is something very non-nerdish, um, I like guns, which a lot of people don't know that. But I, I I don't. I have children, so that's why I opt not to own any guns. But I am a pro Second Amendment person. 
So I like guns, and that's very non-nerdy, you know, guns, uh, you know. And, but, I mean, for, let's see, how do I explain this? I, I don't, I'm a nerd, but I don't really see myself as a nerd. Um, I tease, but I, I really don't see myself as your stereotypical nerd. So that was the original idea behind the show, and it lasted like two 30-minute episodes, and that just like, okay, that was boring. <laughs> and then we made our uh, return in 2018, and that's where we've been going strong with this format that we currently have right now. And that current format is I give you nerdy news on one movie, one TV show, one animated movie or cartoon, a comic book, and I send you home with a toy of the week. And I'll get into that later. I, I'm I'm seriously once I gotta look at the dimensions. If it's the right size, I might actually buy this one for me. I've been good. I, I was just talking recently. You know, I I've been. Uh, we're looking at moving into a bigger place and of course you know you have to have you know so much money down and i've been really really good at not buying stuff i had a serious addiction to buying blu-rays for at least two years uh i was just buying blu-ray i still have blu-rays I'm, I'm looking at my collection right now it's facing me and i can see that there's still blu-rays with cellophane on it that I haven't even opened, that are probably like four or five years old. I mean, it was just literally, oh, okay, I don't have this movie, let me buy it. You know, and I, I did that. But anyway, um, I haven't been doing that and, you know, saving up for a house. So I've been really, you know, pinching my pennies. But this toy of the week, uh, I might have to break down and, and buy it and, and put it up for storage. So when we get into a new place and I have a new office, uh, you know, I can put this bad boy up on display. But like I said, we will get into that momentarily. Well, actually, more than momentarily. Uh, we are going to cover our typical topics as we always start out with movie news in the beginning. So let's pull up the movie news and find out what kind of goodness we have for this week. Yeah, normally I'm I do like a smart um, segue, but again, being almost two thirty in the morning, I, I'm just kind of giving it to you the way it's processing in my brain. <laughs> All right, so let's see what we've got. So as we get into the movie news, um, there's things that are popping up. That are really starting to pick up steam in as far as production, and one of the things that is currently happening is the Batman movie. Now, I admit, I I'm trying to be open-minded um, because I've seen movies, different movies that I didn't think that was going to be any good because of a particular actor in a certain role and it was just amazing and so because i mean <clears throat> uh what's his name robert patrick pat robert pattinson um you know he's he's stereotyped as edward edward collins collins and that's you know I mean, that's where he was introduced. He did the four movies. And to me, it's, he's just stuck in my head. So I'm going to have a tough time seeing him as Batman until I actually sit down and watch him as Batman. But I'm trying my best to be open-minded and be excited about this. So anyway, uh, as we were going through looking for goodies to talk about this week, I came across our first article of the week, and it is The Batman. Stunt video displays the Dark Knight's pitch black cape. And it was cool. It was a cool. Um, the footage from the set of Matt Reeves' The Batman. 
has given fans a closer look at Robert Pattinson's The Dark Knight and the hero's signature cape. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. Starting to nerd out right there on the show. Things are back on track with Robert Patton and Matt Reeves, the Batman. As a new video shows off the Dark Knight pitch black cape on the set of the superhero movie. The brief clip shows Batman spreading his arms and revealing his signature cloak before looking like he's about to leap from the top of a building. There's no further context to the footage, and with it being taken from a distance, it's unclear whether this is Pattinson or a stuntman. Either way, it's given a closer look at the vigilante hero's costume and confirms Batman's cape will once again be a big part of his wardrobe. And then there's a... If you go to... If it's on Twitter, and if you go to... At... Hell, H, capital H-E-L-L, K-R, number one. And you'll see it. It's hashtag the Batman. And... It's... I think it's... It's uh, Pattinson. With that, the the jawline that I see in that, it looks like Pattinson. And he's in a cathedral, and it looks like he's getting ready to leap off the cathedral. And he spreads his arms out, and it's the a cape. So it's, it's pretty cool. It says, The first look at Robert Pattinson's costume was a major talking point of the Batman's trailer. And ever since the fans have been clamoring for more info on what Bruce Wayne will be wearing, filming is once again underway in Liverpool, with the likes of Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz spotted on the set of the upcoming outing for the Caped Crusader. The latest video shows Batman's iconic outfit as he stands above the skyline, of the stand-in Gotham City. Let's see. I'm trying to see if this actually is something worth mentioning. From the stiff and practical, impractical Batman suit of Tim Burton's Batman, which I'm a 89 kid. I love Batman, a 19 man. Who are you, man? I'm Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Not like the Arm Batman. I had six packs of cigarettes today, but I'm Batman. All right, back. <laughs> hey, it's two thirty in the morning. I, I I'm barely conscious and coherent. From the stiff and impractical bat suit of Tim Burton's Batman through the rubber nipples of Joe Schumer's era, the technical armor of Chris Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy, the combat suit of the DC Extended Universe Batman's costume has become almost as much of a conversation starter as the actor beneath the cape and cowl. The practical Batman cape becomes more than just a fashion choice in Nolan's movies. Production of the Batman has resumed following Robert Pattinson's coronavirus... Uh, oh, see, I didn't know that Robert Pattinson got coronavirus. Oh, okay. Did not know that. Hope, hope he... Well, obviously, he's, if he's recording, he's, he's well. Uh, alongside Pattinson, Kravitz stars, uh, John Chertiro, and an unrecognizable Colin Farrow has been snapped on the set of Carmine Falcone and Oswald Cobblecott, a.k.a. The Penguin, respectively, of course. The video is the latest glimpse of the Batman's full costume, and as filming continues, fans should look out for a flurry of photos and videos to come from the set of, you know it, The Batman. So there you go. 
And then, of course, the uh, you know directed by Matt Reeves, written by Matt Reeves, um, and Matson Tomlin. Okay, Batman stars Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne, Batman, Andy Serkis as Alfred Pennyworth. Okay, and Jeffrey Wright as Ga- uh, Jim Gordon, Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle, Catwoman, Colin Firo as Oswald Cobblepot, the Penguin. Paul Dano as Edward Nashton, the Riddler. And Edward Nashton, huh? Interesting. I wonder why they changed it instead of Edward Nigma. Because that's the way it's always been. It's always been Edward Nigma for the Riddler. Interesting. And it is supposed to come out now. Good grief. Yeah, hey. I guess they're doing what they're trying to do. Uh, filming arrive or the film arrives March fourth, twenty twenty-two. That is a serious wait, and hopefully, we can find ourselves in a post-COVID uh, nineteen world where movies might be coming out sooner rather than later. Okay, speaking of things that are waiting around to come out sooner rather than later. Now, back in the day, there was this show, and I I only caught intermittent parts because I remember a friend would go and, and let me borrow uh, DVDs of their their uh, collection, and it was about this. He was a uh, 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 what is it? Oh gosh, he's forensics. I can't think of NCIS. Is that it? I think so. I think. Anyway, they were forensics. But he was also a vigilante murderer kind of person at the same time. And if you were around or old enough to know what I'm talking about, in that time, the actor, Michael C. Hall, played a character. And the it was Dexter, is what I'm trying to say. But I'm, I'm kind of tripping over my words. Now... With everything looking, you know, because again, we're, we're trying to make things work in a world where we're stuck in our homes. So we, we have to have more entertainment for television, right? Well, this may make you happy because it actually made me happy when I saw it. And the title reads, Dexter Showtime Reboots brings back Michael C. Hall. And Clyde Phillips. Showtime has ordered a revival of Dexter with star Michael C. Hall and showrunner Clyde Phillips set to return for a 10-episode limited series. Uh Uh-huh. Now, I can tell you right now, this thing is going to make a lot of money. Showtime is developing a reboot of Dexter with Michael C. Hall and showrunner Clyde Phillips attached to return. According to Variety, production of Dexter Revival has begun... Or, let's see. No, I read that wrong. I apologize. Production on the Dexter Revival would begin in 2021, with it beginning ordered as early as next year. There is 10 episodes in this limited series. Sorry. Uh, Plot details are unknown at this time. I was having to kind of chew through all this because there was a lot of extra unnecessary stuff there. Dexter is such a special series both for the millions, the millions of fans, and for Showtime. As this breakthrough show helped put other network on the map many years ago. Showtime co-president of entertainment Gary Levine said in a statement, We'd only revisit this unique character if we could find a creative take that was truly worth, worthy of the brilliance of the original series. Well, I'm happy to report that Clive, Clyde Phillips and Michael C. Hall have found it. And... We can't wait to shoot it and show it to the world. 
Dexter ran for eight seasons on Showtime and starred Michael C. Phillips as Dexter Morgan, a forensic expert working for the Miami Police Department. Dexter's secret life as a serial killer often brought him into conflict with his family and co-workers. This is, this is the official Showtime synopsis for Dexter. Okay, it says, He's smart, he's good-looking, and he's got a great sense of humor. He's Dexter Morgan, everyone's favorite serial killer. As a Miami forensic expert, he spends his days solving crime and nights committing them. But Dexter lives by a strict code of honor that is both his saving grace and longtime burden. Torn between the deadly compulsion and the desire for true happiness, Dexter is a man in profound conflict with the world and himself. Golden Globe winner Michael C. Hall stars in the Showtime original series, created by Clyde Phillips and starring Michael C. Hall. Showtime's Dexter's limited story does not yet have a release date. Okay. Well, you know, I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. I mean, that's a great piece of opening news that, you know, what we got already. Um, I just, well, I'll have to go, I'm thinking Amazon, well, I don't know, would it would probably be cheaper, it'd probably be cheaper if you just, like, if I rented, like, uh, you know, like a month worth of, well, more, probably, more, it'll take more than a month to watch all the Dexter, because it's eight seasons, but, like, you know, get Showtime, you know how everybody's got Showtime, or not Showtime, but you know they have their own app to watch. Maybe get like a Showtime app and just like binge the crap out of Dexter. Then we can jump in and watch the tin that's going to be made. I don't know. I, I recently, I and I, I openly admit this um, only because it leads into a segue. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I stumbled across uh, some Baywatch. Uh, shows online. Uh, I have Roku, and um, yeah, I I tried. I was like, yeah, you know, I I remember Baywatch as you know a a older teen. So I guess I have a have a or had a different appreciation to it as an older teen than I do now. Somebody who's in my early 40s, um, I think I got one and a half episodes in. I was like, "No, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks, man. Thanks for thanks for the hour and like 20 minutes, 22 minutes of nostalgia. That's all I needed, <laughs> and I had to pass that." So, like I said, the only reason I brought that up is simply because of how it is a segue for our next piece of news. Now, we are moving into, and I, I forgot to mention that with the, the Dexter. The Dexter was our TV series news. Now, this, we are moving into animated movie or cartoon news. And as we were talking about Baywatch, Baywatch star, David Hasselhoff, is the main forerunner for this article, interesting enough. And it reads, David Hasselhoff, cast as Superman in Dark Knight's death metal animated short. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I, I'm trying to... I'm, I, because I'm, I'm quite familiar with his voice. You know, I think we all are. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if that is a right cast or not because now I, I will openly admit I, I've not read the the death metal stuff I haven't heard it I've heard about it but I haven't read it and while he has that bold voice um, there to me and again this is just someone who's been a comic book fan forever and ever um, so, you know, my, my opinion, when it comes right down to it, my opinion does not 
mean crap, but I'm just, it's my show, so I get to give it. <laughs> but um, when I think of Superman, there's a bit of humbleness to his voice. You know, George Reeves. George Reeves had that strong, masculine voice, but there was that overlayer of humbleness, that kindness. Um, then Christopher Reeves came in, and he, he matched it. He matched it dead on with that just, you know, that masculine but humble and caring voice. And... Now, personally, I think they missed the mark with, um, oh, goodness, what's his name? He he played in Superman Returns. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. I know I know his face. I can't think of it. What is it? Um, 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 Brandon Roth. Brandon Roth. That's, his, that's it. That's it. Brandon Roth. Uh, I think he, they missed the mark on him. Um, because there's, there's got to be a certain level of – and I'll, I'll get to this article in a minute. I'm just kind of rambling. Um, there's there's got to be a certain balance between masculine and humble and caring. And I felt that there wasn't enough masculinity in that portrayal of Superman. It was very – no, don't, I, I own the movie. I own the movie, and um, I, I'll watch it from time to time. But it's, it's one of those movies – well, let's put it this way. I, I am one of those nerd boys that realized that there was not a single person hit in that movie except when he hit the island back into space. That was the only punch thrown in the entire movie. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, I'm, I am digressing, but I, I think that um, Henry Cavill ha hit the, the – he might be a little over on the masculine side, but I think it works. I do think it works for him, and um, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to hear it in my head with uh, you know David Hasselhoff. Um, uh, let me go ahead and just jump back into this article. And it says, Knight Rider and Baywatch star David Hasselhoff will voice the Man of Steel, Superman, in DC's animated shorts for Dark Knight, Death Metal. Dark Knight, Death Metal number four is now in stores. As readers of the DC event series catch up with the main cast of Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman as they fight to save not only the DC Universe, but the entire multiverse from the evil plans of Patera and the Batman Who Laughs, DC is releasing a series of animated shorts for Death Metal with former Knight Rider and Baywatch star David Hasselhoff headlining the cast as voice of the Man of Steel, Superman. Mm, I'll keep reading. An image of the back of the Dark Knight, that's, and it's not the K-N-I-G-H-T-S, like we're normal, it's it's actually Dark Knight, N-I-G-H-T-S. The back of Dark Knight, Death Metal number four, features the voice cast with Hasselhoff joined by Black Veil Bride lead singer Andy Beersrack as Batman. Folk, Doom Metal singer, songwriter, Chelsea Wolf as Wonder Woman. Who Frame Roger Rabbit's Charles Fisher as the Joker. And the man or the Batman who laughs, the Punisher's Jason R. Moore as the Darkest Knight, Cinderella drummer Fred Curry as the Flash, Death Metal writer Scott Snyder as Robin King, and Death Metal artist Greg Capullo as Sergeant Rock. Now that's funny that they say he's a he's a death metal artist, huh? Um, Greg Capullo, who is one of my absolute favorite artists in Batman, he just him and, and Scott Snyder just tore that up, and it was 
really good. I think I have all their runs on it. Uh, and then you scroll down here, and it's the the back, and it you know it it uh, let's see, it says Dark Knight, Dark Metal, or uh, original score. Okay. And then like it shows the the pictures of the characters with who the their voice actors are. Okay. Says the image above reveals anime animatic episode of the Dark Knights, Death Metal. Can be found on DC Death Metal World or Death Try that again. Can be found on DC DeathMetal.world or on DC's YouTube channel. Composer and producer Tyler Bates also created the soundtrack for Death Metal along with the score for the event. I've invited artists on the soundtrack and pop culture personalities alike to voice the characters illustrated in Scott and Craig's masterful take on this classic DC characters, which possibly has never been more relevant to real life given the challenging time the world is experiencing, Bates says in a statement. We are all enjoying the camaraderie of working to bring the new dimension of these DC characters to life in a new medium. And, uh, okay, that's kind of neat. little death metal cover. Okay. Ooh, I like that one. They're just showing different death metal covers. And, let's see. And finally it says, uh, which is kind of interesting because we're talking about the animated shorts and not so much the comic books. But it's, it's giving you uh, that number four. So I guess it's kind of a combo. Uh, comic book and short, animated short combo for Death Metal. Number four, written by Scott Snyder. Uh, the art is Greg Capullo and Jonathan Gaspian. Dark Seed is by David Finch. Uh, you know, I met David Finch quite a few years ago at a convention, and the, the, he class act guy. I really, really dug him. He was really, really um, hospitable. And then, of course, it says it's on sale right now, ten, thirteen, twenty. It is four ninety nine U.S. thirty two pages, and it is number four of seven. And it says cardstock cover. And then it says Wonder Woman, Batwoman, Superman are trapped in a nightmarish world within the dark multiverse. They'll need to face down their fiercest foes once again in the hopes to accomplish their mission and bring back a power capable of stopping the dark's, darkest night. But what horrors have he unleashed on Earth while they've been locked away? There you go. That, that's pretty cool. I, I do look forward to seeing the animated on that one. I, I've I've come across the comic book a couple times, but I really haven't sat down. But I think more um, that's more my speed for this type of story would probably be animated. Even though I like I said previously, and I still stay by that statement is that um, I'm a big fan of Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo who are both actually doing this to my surprise. So who knows? Maybe I'll I'll go and I'll uh pick up a graphic novel. And just read the whole, you know, the, the what is it? 7, right? No. So they'll they'll throw seven issues in one big graphic novel. I'd be down to do that. Definitely. Okay, speaking since we're talking about comic books, let's go ahead and jump over to the comic book news and before I read this, I have to give anybody a little bit of know of where I'm coming from before I get into it. And the reason why is because with the X-Men, which is this is what we're covering is an X-Men comic, um, or X-Men story rather, I'm, uh, I'm really critical of the X-Men story. And I guess 
in this day and age, I should apologize for being critical, but I've been an X Men fan since 1987. Uh, I've seen a lot of different incarnations of the X Men, and I'm very passionate about the X-Men and I don't intend to like play down or you know I, I'm I'm nothing special I'm just a fan like everybody else so if my opinion comes across as toxic I, I apologize in advance uh, it's not toxic it's passion uh, just because I sincerely love these characters, and I, I, and I admit it, I'm 43 years old. I am a father of three. You know, I, I'm a grown man, and I do realize that these are fictional characters, but I love them as if they were real. Okay, so that's my my you know warning <laughs> before I even read this article. And the article says, X-Men, Storm's powerful new weapon may be the linked, linked, L-I-N-K-E-D, linked to Marvel's first Avenger, which would be what? No. Now, I'm looking at the bylines. I was, gonna, I was going to say, isn't that Captain America? But let's just, let's just go ahead and... Uh, Read the byline here, and it says, In Marvel's X of Swords X-Men event, Storm has a new weapon, and it might have a deep connection to the Avengers 1000 BC. Okay. Okay. <laughs> There's so many things wrong with that. Oh, goodness, goodness, goodness. Okay. I'm going to read it, though, um, just because, you know, why not? And it says, Warning, the following contains spoilers for Martyrs number 13 by Vida Iluya and Matteo Loli, Edgar Digado, and VC's Corey Pitt. On sale now. The Skybreaker is one of the mystical and ancient blades introduced in sword x of swords sorry that's sort of x kind of sounds better but in my brain but it's actually x of swords with the potential fate of the world writing on how well storm can yield it in the coming battles against the sword breaker of Akiro. However, it could have a deep connection with another Marvel franchise as well. The Black Panther, who appeared as a member of the Stone Age Avengers, may very well be the same Wakandan king known as Olumo, who forged the Skybreaker in Martyrs number 13. We'll just go with it, okay? We'll just go with it. The overarching story of the Avengers of 1 million BC introduced the earliest protectors of planet Earth, including the earliest incarnation of some core Marvel legacies. This includes the very first Black Panther, a brilliant, skilled warrior king who was first man to discover the potential of vibranium. He worked alongside the powerful mystic and cosmic figures that made up of the ancient Stone, Stone Age Avengers. Using the weapon he created from vibranium to help the celestials that had come to Earth. Little else is known about the hero besides how he based his tribe at the sacred mountain of the Panther tribe later the site of Wakanda, where his descendants still rule, and that he was the first man to yield Malinor. Malinor. Good gosh, I can never say that. Thor's hammer. 
earning the respect of Odin, lasting into the modern day. But it turns out another aspect of life may have just come back to the forefront of the Marvel Universe. In X of Swords, Storm and the rest of the X-Men have been deciphering Polaris's prophecy and hunting down, selecting, and special swords to help them combat the Swordbreaker of Akuro. Storm is one of the chosen champions, and she ends up deciding that the prophecy alludes to the ancient Wukandan, Wukandan blade her ex-husband, Black Panther, had told her about. The story goes that the first Wukandan king, his name lost, long lost to time, but remembered as Othelum, a.k.a. the Knower, upon discovering vibranium built and forged at a volcano, a volcano to temper the elusive metal into a sword. Working with the oldest children for many weeks, the vibranium was eventually fixed into Skybreaker, a sword capable of channeling energy such as lightning. With it, Othelum protected his village and became king. He passed the blade down to his children, where it became a precious relic of Rukandan history and helped teach the earliest scientists of the nation how to shape and mold vibranium into tools and weapons to elevate themselves above the rest of the world. The description of Othelum sounds incredibly familiar to the Black Panther of the Stone Age Avengers, although he never wore the Black Panther mantle or costume in his brief appearance as the legend in Storm's recollection. However, he is also described as the first king of Wakanda and the first man to master vibranium, something Odin specifically had mentioned as being an impressive aspect of the hero, being able to make a weapon that could control the elements themselves as the Skybreaker would certainly be impressive to a god such as Odin. Could the Black Panther of the Stone Age Avengers be Othello, the forger of the Skybreaker? It's certainly possible, and highly likely, that even if the two aren't the same man, they are directly related due to, the, due to their stations at the First Lords of Wakanda. It would be tie the history of Avengers and the X-Men closer together, even as if theft threatens to rip apart relationships between Wakanda and Kokoa. Um, that's I do find that interesting. I find that very interesting. Um, I don't know. I I've I've always had a I I I my biggest hang-up, folks, is. 1 million BC, man just did not have that type of knowledge to, to forge. You know, they, if, if they did, they, they forged very simplistic weapons. And uh, I don't know. I mean, if, if you want to go with it, you can go with it. That's very cool. Um, I, I have, I'm kind of confused, but it's okay. Because it's just my opinion. <laughs> and I'm being really good. So, uh, yeah, go check it out. I mean, why not? It's, it's, uh, it's fiction, right? So go check it out. You might like it. All right, gang. We are getting ready to wrap this bad boy up. So that means we are down to our final topic. Now, for anybody that doesn't know and is new to the show, we do we always close with Toys of the Week. And how this came about was, uh, I think it was last year, it was added to our edition. Uh, a good friend of mine, Mario Martinez, got me back into collecting, and he introduced me to 
uh, NECA, and I, I started collecting Nightmare on Elm Street figures. And I figured, you know, I think that would be a great addition to the Nerd Podcast. So every week I jump on to the Big Bad Toy Store, uh, not because they pay me, uh, just because simply I endorse them as far as what they sell and how they do it, and it's a great place to buy stuff. I buy all my stuff from there. Um, so that's where I I pick my my toy of the week. Now, this one isn't really a toy so, so much, but I figured since it's Halloween time, this is just perfect. So I'm just going to go right into it, and we'll talk about it, and then we'll go from there. This week, we have Evil Dead 2, Book of the Dead. That's right, Book of the Dead. The Necromonicon replica with printed pages. The pages are printed. Oh, my God. I just realized that. Oh, oh, it's, it's the book, and uh, I'm looking at the pictures and the drawings are in there oh my gosh of the book from evil dead 2 i I don't know if you're a big horror fan um this is just absolutely cool oh my gosh okay now i'm reading this off of my ipad uh so things are a little bit different so i gotta look for some things here okay let's go with product description from the evil dead 2 Trick-or-Treat Studios brings you the official book of the dead, the Necromonicon replica. Sculpted by Russ Lukic, this full-scale replica opens and closes and comes with 36 pages printed depicting the illustrations. Product features full-scale replica. Made with high-quality latex. Now, I guess I won't be really holding that for very much long. Uh, you know, I'm allergic to latex. From Evil Dead 2, 36 page, printed pages illustrated from the original Necromonicon. Weathered pages. The box contains the book. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it, huh? Um, of course, this is a pre-order. I always grab a pre-order just to give you all an opportunity to have a, a chance to sit down. And, you know, if you are listening to this like a month later or even you might be listening to this on Halloween for some reason. And you decide that, yeah, OK, let's, we'll go ahead and buy that. You still have the same opportunity to buy it then as you do at this very second. And, of course, the pre-order notes, arrival date is an estimate, not a guarantee. No payment is due until the product is available to ship. And item may be canceled at any time before payment is due. And that is really, that, I, I just, it's so good. I'm really excited for this. So, I'm uh, figuring that you guys are going to want to know what this bad boy is. So, this one is $89.99 for the full book. Think about it, though. It's uh, I think it's worth it. I really do. It's under $100. And let's see. What else? Uh, oh, yes. And it should be noted that the estimated arrival is the fourth quarter of 2020. That's where we're at. So it will be shipping here soon. And you can go to BigBadToyStore.com and pop in Evil Dead Book 2, or excuse me, Evil Dead 2, Book of the Dead, and it will bring that bad boy up. You find it, you click on it, and you make it yours. And if you like it, drop me an email and let me know, because I would like to know. Um, there is a very big likelihood that I'm going to be ordering that myself but i don't know because like i said earlier you know um i do i'm trying to save up for a house so we'll find out what happens to be continued so you can 
Yeah, yeah, I want to know. I want to know. Uh, email me. If you buy this book, and when it comes, and you like it, you don't like it, either way, just shoot me an email. Mypubliclife at jayzomon, J-A-Y-Z-O-M-O-N.com, and tell me if you like it you don't like it. And if you want to drop me some emails, I'm up for emails. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, if if you feel so compelled to, to drop me an email, and I get I at least get one of them, one a week, that says you sucks. Okay, well, well, thank you for reaching out to me and and you know letting me know that my work, you you know, elicits some type of emotional reaction. And if you want to do that, that's fine. It don't bug me none. If it makes you feel better, go for it. And let's see. Let's let's go ahead and, and do some plugs because for some reason, as the owner of the Jazel Modcast Podcast Network, which I never talk about, I own that. Um, I have two other shows that are on the the network currently. Mondays is the World of Myth Bits by Jenna and Joe Sparks, and they jump in and they talk little word literary, uh, and, and oh, oh, well, they talk way more than little word literary, um, but they cover the World of Myth magazine, and they are just a phenomenal podcast. I really enjoy them. You can go and find them on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts, Put in the World of Myth Bits, and they come in to you every Monday. And then myself, I do Wednesdays, typically, at My Public Life as an American Nerd. And I talk pretty much what you got is what you get. Uh, I go through, I give you four news articles and a toy of the week. And, you know, my input here and there. And then that's the same as, as well as... Uh, Myth Bits, you can find me on those avenues as well. And then we close out the week with Lupa's Bits. And she is got more of a, a widespread because she also does the, the TikToks as well as uh, the podcast. And it all ties in. And you can find her on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, there's another one too that I can't. I'm drawing a blank. Oh, Google. Um, so you can. That's our network. Or you could go to jayzomon.com, j-a-y-z-o-m-o-n.com/slash/jayzomodcast, j-a-y-z-o-m-o-d-c-a-s-t, and check us out. Check out all our new stuff. I have all our old podcasts uh, archived, um, and it's it's really fun to listen to. You know, there's people that have retired from podcasting, and then there's people that have just unfortunately retired from life, and it's good to hear their voice. So you can always go and pop that back in, and that is a Jaisal Modcast exclusive solely there on that website. Okay, I think that is it. Uh, if you want to know about anything new in the world that I do, I no, I don't talk about it, but I do run a business, the Jaiselmon Dark Myth Company, and it does a lot of stuff. You can go to Jaiselmon, J-A-Y-Z-O-M-O-N.com, and it's a, it's a hub. It'll take you wherever you want to go. You click on a picture, and it'll take you where you need to go. And let's see, where else? You can reach me um, on Facebook at, uh, was it Facebook.com slash David K. Montoya. And Twitter, at David K. Montoya. And, let's see, Instagram, at David K. Montoya. You see a theme here, huh? Um, I'm LinkedIn, at David K. Montoya. <laughs> and then, uh, what's that one? Oh, TikTok. Uh, even though I have not posted no TikToks, I'm there, at David K. Montoya. Or, you could, you know, if it's just a specific email... Uh, you can send it to dkmontoya at jaiselmon.com, and I will reply. Even if it's just like a, like I said, if, if you tell me, you suck, I will still sit down and take 15 seconds to reply. I promise you that. Uh, 
And that's pretty much it, gang, for this week. Um, thank you for coming in. Sorry it's uh, a late episode. I tried to, to make it uh, as fun as possible, put in a little extra two cents. As far as my health-wise, I'm feeling good. Uh, it is 3 o'clock in the morning. Actually, it's Austin 316, and uh, I'm wide awake, and I, I'm feeling good, so that's a good sign. But I'm probably going to take some melatonin and wrap this up and call it a week and put my feet up because it is time to work on the magazine. I will see you all next Wednesday. So, for my public life as an American nerd, I am David K. Montoya, and as always, I bid you... And yeah.